Qué bueno. That was soft shit. We played a bruise-free game, and throughout, I said to the coaches, "We're not fucking working hard enough." Right now, we are a soft, poor me footy club. I've got mids that don't want to work hard. And over the entire summer period, young Tom Green, Jai Cordwell and Jackson Haightley smashed our fucking mids all fucking summer. And I was waiting for it to turn. Wardy was on the other side and he was smashing you. It's just not a fucking glitch, boys. This is set in to the walls since the grand final. There's a lot of players in here going to be sitting here thinking, fucking hell. What's the coach talking about? You know what I'm fucking talking about, Chuck? <laughs> that is the intro we wanted when we started this podcast 12 months ago, boys. Uh, this is the Average Team Podcast. We are three average blokes with above average love of sport and below average sense of humours. Dave, what are we? That, was that crumpy last week? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a message on my phone that sounded exactly like that from Crumpy last week. One of our great listeners, Crumpy. But, mate, if we're an average team, what are they? <laughs> that is unreal. So that's uh, that's obviously Leon Cameron. That is, um, for anybody who hasn't caught um, the Amazon documentary, uh, Making Their Mark, that's from episode two after the Giants have been rolled by North in round two at the start of last year. And it's good to know that the fucking spray, even at the top level, has uh, is alive and well. So, boys, uh, what are we? We're doing better than the fucking Giants, I reckon. Ooh. Big time. Big time. But um, I'll tell, you, tell you what, Whitey. Fuck. You've AFL announced the, uh, the concussion sub. And um, just in time. Just, just, just in time, time for us. Just, just in time. Yeah. So, we've, we've, had a, we've had a 23rd man named. And um, Timmy was actually out playing golf with Max King today and has picked up a delayed <laughs> concussion. Um, so we've, we've pulled the sub vest. So the first recorded one for the AFL season 2021 is actually going to be Timmy Davidson on the Average Team podcast. Welcome, Timmy. Hi. G'day, boys. David, Daniel, how are you? I'm very, very well, mate. Not nearly as well as you. The, the slick back hair is doing things uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, not visual, so that's all right. But... Um, I assume you just went one down the Rolodex, did you? After the uh, Tim to find another Tim, and that'll <laughs> pretty, do. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do. Um, your name was actually spelt wrong, and so ah. it, was, it was a mistake call, but it'll be fine. It's fine. We're, we're rolling with it anyway. It's good. You, good to have you. Good to have you that, on board, Tim. Have no, a listener. As you've, as you've just seen from our 15 second. Um, pre-production meeting earlier, going from uh, Tim to Timmy D in the phone is about as much prep as we're capable of on this podcast. So yeah. uh, you've, uh, you've seen behind the velvet curtain now, mate. Um, you should probably lead us off. Timmy, our, our only stipulation for coming on tonight was that um, you did know preparation and that you actually had a beer. So um, being a man of the people, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got, mate. What, what are you having a sip of tonight? Well, I didn't have, I was called in late and I didn't really have time to prepare or show off with a fancy drink. So I've just gone with the actual 
what I would consider the original wanker beer, which is just a Melbourne bit of stubby. <laughs> you would find in the hand of a Brunswick street fuck up. That was a saying back in the day. That's what they drank. And that's what I'm having right now. Bloody yeah. good. Delicious. Love yeah. that. And I love that you just had a couple of those loose in your fridge too. I did. Yeah. yeah. Just wearing, you just, Timmy, you're also wearing like uh, the Brunswick style three quarter jeans, 12 up Doc Martens, uh, and fun up. I haven't worked for six years. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I love the Melbourne Bitter too because I reckon the last time I went out, which was 10 years ago, it was trendy to sell Melbourne Bitter long necks for like 16 uh, 16 bucks at a nightclub. So that is excellent. Dave, um, you've got something in a very fancy looking receptacle there, mate. What have you got? Yeah, I'm pulling out the Black Ops uh, IPA glass, which is an absolute belt. I've got one of these at home for you, Whitey, actually, still. Uh, But... This tonight I'm drinking one of your favourite breweries down in uh, down in uh, Torquay Way, the Blackmans, and this is needs more Amar- Amarillo. So it's part of their needs more, um, the needs more group of beers that they're releasing. Blackman's Amarillo, I think he's got. Dave, we just lost you there for a moment, mate. I had the, I, I tried the Needs More Sabro kind of about six yeah. months ago. That's part of their yeah. Needs More range. They focus on a particular yeah. hop. How's the Amarillo? Yeah, so the Amarillo is quite good actually. It's um, it's a sort of triple dry hop IPA, six and a half percent. It's it's pretty good. It's it, the Amarillo. I'm just, I just had a bit of a read of it. It's a uh, it's an old school US hop they used to use in the early IPA sort of days in the uh, in the seventies, I think. Um, but it's pretty good. It's got it's got a bit of a citrusy, orangey kind of um, smell to it, and it, it's quite a pretty smooth beer. But it's, it does have some of that punchy hotness to it. So um, enjoying it, actually. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of of uh, American hops, I guess I've actually gone the Fixation Little Ray Hazy IPA. So Fixation are the boys down in Collingwood who have got some uh, some nice beers. This is their Hazy they've just bought out. And it's actually got a combination of um, Galaxy and Eldorado. So Galaxy is the Aussie hop, which is in a bunch of stuff, even like to a Cooper's Pale. But, um, and the Eldorado. Look, it's, it's actually quite tasty. What I'm beginning to see is a lot of breweries trying to bring out a core range hazy and that kind of mid beer level kind of five percent and i just don't know how much it works like this is not a bad beer but it's not sessionable by any means and i think if you're going to go hazy just go at eight percent throw in a fuck ton of hops and just make it big and bold and juicy and and awesome like this is this is nice it reminds me a little bit of that um i didn't have the pod but dave i had that um akasha who are out of new south wales i had their endless haze it's like 4.8 percent it's just just really that really dry, hoppy haze. And um, look, not a bad effort from fixation, but um, they've got better beers. And it's actually a ripper setup they have down on um, Smith Street if you're anywhere yeah, near it. So. Their, uh, their squash beer is, is an absolute belter, the, the uh, orange can squash. It's like yep. a juicy, real juicy, similar to um, similar to the Three Ravens um, juicy, but similar to style of beer. But, uh, and that's a ripper. And their, um, their stock standard IPA, the fixation, is yep. also... Very good, but yeah, yeah no, I'm good. I'm always in
intense feedback. <laughs> <laughs> well, pop, crack on. You and I got to crack on. Because um, uh, I was going to say juicy. We're talking about juicy beers, but the start of the footy season is going to be super fucking juicy. Um, in Melbourne, there seems to be just a general wave of excitement about it, given the fact we were so starved of it last year. So we're going to run a, a footy special. Um, that's why you're with us, Timmy, because you're, you are the, um, the AFL guru. You're a mad... Doggies, man, and what we thought we'd do straight off the top is get people excited about the fucking season, ride the wave of some of that excitement, and um, we're going to crack straight into our above-average predictions or who we think are going to be our above-average performers yep. for the year. So why don't, why don't you lead us off with one? Well, man? I'll lead off with the probably the most obvious, I think, above-average performance of the preseason would be the recruiting by Geelong, I think, bringing yeah. in... Bring in um, who we got Higgins, Isaac, and uh, big boy Jess Cameron. I think that was that into a team that led at halftime in the grand final last year. Uh, yeah, could it's, only... it's not Isaac anymore. It's Izzy. Uh, it's, is it? it's Izzy now. Now Izzy. he's down in. Now he's beachside. That call him Izzy. He's oh, beachside yeah. now. I think the one they of the all, best. They're all old though. So that, well, that's my thing, mate. Into I'm... an aging team. I don't know how you get a car park down there in the players' car park no. because they've all got the um, the blue disabled sticker down there, I think, because they're all pensioners. <laughs> they've seriously the average playing list, the average playing age down there is about 58 years of age. So the one bloke who could be the biggest difference maker in all of that, I reckon, is Shawnee Higgins. Um, he was really super at um, North for a couple of years, kind of bearing injuries, and he actually could be the kind of player they thought they were getting in Gaz last year. So of that, that group, he's probably the one I'm most excited about. Well, I've had my scouts, uh, boys, as you know, I've got scouts everywhere down in Geelong watching training. And uh, Patrick Dangerfield literally has been told that he's not allowed to kick during preseason. He's only allowed to handball directly to Sean Higgins every time he gets it. That's the, that's basically the game plan. Chris Scott's bringing out. So, Paddy, get it and give it to Sean. Okay, and that's all. Okay? If I see you kick, you drag. And that's how. That's that's what I was told in my early career of playing resis down at Westmore. If Dave Hudson gets kicked... He's getting, he gets kicked, he's dragged. Basically, that's Didn't what's happened with Dangerfield. Just give it to Higgins. Um, but, but I think you're right, Whitey. That could be the, it could, might be the difference from their use inside 50. He and Isaac Smith just uh, are going to run rampant on those wings, I reckon. Um, that's a lovely start there, Timmy. Mine, um, mine is more of a competition wide, kind of above average. I reckon it's going to be a big year for the percentage boosters. Um, it seems to me, looking at the, the ladder from last year and looking at the sides, you've got four or five real contenders and then you've got four or five that are really fucking ordinary. And I don't think it's going to be one of those years where we say anybody can beat anybody on any given day, as has been the case maybe in the last couple of years. I think this year we've got some good sides and we've got some shit sides. And with some of these new rules coming in and the, the man on the mark rule and stuff, which I'm sure will come up in our below average, um, I reckon there's going to be some fucking absolute um, elite Valani cricket scores being fucking kicked uh, this year. So huge one for percentage boosters. I reckon we're going to see, particularly as the year goes on, um, those teams that are rebuilding playing the kids, um, or we're going to see some absolute blowouts and some record number of kind of plus 100-point games. That's just my sense early. I'm on with you, well, Gordon, because uh, I'm on just an early season prediction that early in the season particularly, I reckon there's going to be some massive blowouts because we've gone from 16-minute quarters to 20-minute quarters, we're dropping rotations and we're, uh, and teams are... So the shit teams who aren't going to be fit, who are younger, haven't done a big preseason, are going to just 
fade from 15 to 20 minutes of a quarter. They're going to fade out. So the, the last 10 minutes of a quarter, 22 minutes plus, those shit teams are going to struggle. The good teams are just going to run all over them like crazy. Um, and that's so like even the um, the not to, which we I referenced the man on the mark rule, which we saw during the Amy Community Series ones. That made a, that was a bit of a difference maker. But even the dragging the man on the mark back to kind of twenty meters, so you can't even bottle it in and create a scrimmage because um, I saw Melbourne just gave the ball to Stephen May and he was basically launching seventy meter torps into the guts. <laughs> just get it, was it was it was getting the ball past the halfway mark. So there's got to be some fucking huge scores. Dave, um, that's me. What are you? Uh, what are you excited about, brother? I'm excited for the key key forwards, boys. I'm excited for a guy of the name of Joe Danaher, new recruit of Brisbane. Um, I'm excited for him. I reckon he's going to tear it a new one. Jakey Stringer, I'm pretty bored about. Um, um, Tommy Hawkins, he, hopefully you can have injured at the moment. Yeah, Jakey. Yeah, injured. Coming back though, he'll be, he'll be right for around two or three. Um, so, so the key forwards, I reckon, it, it might be a year for the key forwards because they're going to get space in the forward line. Blokes playing on off the mark. Uh, guys like Isaac Smith we're coming still doing around six, with a handball. We're still doing six 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 six. Yeah. Yeah. So um, blokes like blokes like Tommy Hawkins, who are really smart footballers, Jack Rewalt probably another one. They can dish their player off early, hit the space, and there's going to be space. Their ball's going to be moving, and and they're going to they're going to get plenty of it. So, Timmy, you actually hit me up um, in the in my DMs a couple of days ago with a bit of a Jakey Stringer prediction of your own, did you not? Well, I did, yeah, because I, I think early in the in the preseason they were talking about Jake Stringer and how fit he was looking and. Uh, how, how he's going to tear it apart at Essen. And I've only realised today that he's actually got, he's, what, he's got an Achilles injury or something like this. But I thought it could be another a turning point for him because I obviously, as a Bulldogs fan, his, his greatest year for us was 2015. That was an amazing year for him. Obviously, he was an important part of the premiership the following year, but we saw the best of him in 2015. And if I think of Essen, can see the best of him now in his prime age-wise for his footy, he could, he, he could carry them. He could carry them a long way. Even without our big, big Joe there. Another one for me, boys. Um, uh, Timmy, I think Timmy won. Timmy, big Timmy mentioned a couple of weeks ago. But the the Joe the Goose in the goal square, small forwards will just be with that space. They'll just be hammer and tonging it to the uh, to the goal square, just blistering pace to the goal square. They look for that uh, one over the top because the ball movement's going to be quicker. So are you talking about Jeremy Cameron? Get, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah, he's been hanging out with Josh Jenkins exclusively in Geelong. They're they're ta- they're, they're basically putting him in in teams down there, just just to learn a bit more about the Joe the Goose kick for a game, uh, get get the All Australian selection, get the super uh, coach points up. Dave, yeah. as, some, as somebody who watched, yeah, obviously he's an Essendon fan. What do you reckon about the the um, the Stringer uh, experiment so far? He has been there three or four years. He hasn't really strung any footy together, Stringer. Um, has he got a, a big season in him? Well, I think he's got enough rope to uh, to get there. Um, you know, he's good enough. He's just got to tie some tie some knots together, and and um, you know, one <laughs> one knot at a time. Uh, look, last year for the, up to round six, he was easily Essendon's best player, a most damaging player, and well, he was a very one of the most damaging players in the comp. I think he kicked fifteen goals up to round six, or something like thirteen or fifteen goals. Was absolutely killed. It was the fittest he'd ever been. And then I got injured. We're, we're in lockdown in Melbourne. Can barely even train. Or he can't, and he can't train by himself, basically, uh, to get himself back fit. So he really struggled when he got back. Was overweight, clearly, um, as it got documented. But 
look, I reckon it's it's worked. He's had some big moments in games where he's he's turned it on and almost won games. Um, but he's just got to, as you said, Warren, he's got to string it together, mate. And uh, if he's got to get a bit of luck with injury and and fitness, and then he'll be right. He's a good, he's a gun player, Timmy, all Australian, twenty fifteen. He's a gun, but can he? He's a bit like Jordan Degoe. Can can Jordan? Yeah. Fucking inside White Lord um, picking last year's minor premiers as an above average performer. I just think adding Aaliyah Aaliyah on the, on the slide and that side that was already fucking really, really coming together nicely, give them um, 12 home games, full seasons. I reckon Porter got to fucking tear it up. And as impressive as, as Richmond were in that first game uh, last week and as scary as they look and ominous as they look, I just think Porter got to be fucking electric this year and I think they've got to be very hard to beat. When Arazio's getting like your fifth best defender behind... Um, Gray and uh, Rosie and and these kind of Motlop and these kind of guys, I think he can do huge things. Yeah, so I think Port Adelaide, well, they haven't lost any players during the uh, year, and they added, added in the two you mentioned. But Ebert's also, gone. they lost they lost Ebert. He was a bit of a heart and soul player, but like, wasn't at his best. But was that last year? This year? Uh, yeah, no, he's a he's a bloke. He got knocked out in the um, prelim. Oh, he retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He retired. Yeah. Now, fair enough. Yep. Um, but no, the question marks on Boke is: Is Boke going to have another season like he did, or will he just go back to being? Because um, he had a season, you know, his best season in the last four years last year. Is yeah. he going to do it again? Is he good enough? Well, two blokes at Port that I like is uh, Mitch Georgiades and Peter Adams. The ruckman Peter is twenty three years old now; he's ready to go. I think he could step up to be be an All Australian this year. If you say that with some conviction, Timmy, because I know you were big on this. Go I out was. on the limb. We're pressing record. Well, Peter Lennon, all Australian. I watched, I watched a game and I was incredibly impressed, <laughs> and, and, it, and it lasted with me, and it and it and it stayed with me. So I, I actually I really rate the bloke and Mitch Georgiati. So I think it was his first league, first year. It might have been his first game last year. I watched Mark McGough win an Anzac medal one day, and uh, I thought I was pretty oh, impressed yeah. with that. Uh, that's <laughs> stuck, <laughs> stuck with you. Um, Georgie Artis is somebody that internally they seem to rate really highly and, and they reckon he's a bit of a special player because he's kind of a bit like a, um, a Gunston, like a kind of mid-sized forward who's got a really yeah. good ground level but really nice hands as well. So interesting to see whether he breaks into their, their best 22. Um, to Dave's comment about Boak, that was probably my only question about them. They structure up really nicely down back, great forward line, some good bigs. Um, I don't know about their midfield depth. When you do look at their midfield on paper, it, they're more of a, a structural team than a, a pure talent team in the midfield because they're um, Boak, Wines, Pow Pepper. Um, I know you, you've got Zach Butters and stuff like that starting yeah. to roll through there, but it's not exactly Koch, Dusty, um, Edwards, Preston. I think there's the question over Pow Pepper at the moment as well. And... Well, yeah, he's taken time away. Yeah, I think he stepped in a bucket of cocaine. Uh, uh, at <laughs> a house party, it's been, it's been getting around out. Adelaide that stuff. But um, yeah, it's an accident. It's an accident. Oh, it does happen. Like if that kind of stuff gets left around, you know, you're not paying attention to where you're going. Maybe there's poor lighting. It's it's easy enough mistake to make. So yeah, 
Tyson Stengel walks past and drops <laughs> uh, Yes, exactly right. It maybe it maybe uh, Power Pepper moved into um, Brad Crouch's place when he moved. Yeah. Perhaps, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Timmy, have you got another uh, above average ready to go in there for us, mate? Uh, that, above average? Uh, look, to be honest, what am I thinking, actually? You, you, you've rattled me now. Another above average. A lot of my thoughts are about recruiting, right? So... Think of Carlton, actually. As another player that I've seen play incredibly well against my team, Zach Williams, who's gone to Carlton with Adam Saad. Yep. I think that uh, they, you know, Carlton has been in the doldrums and the dumps for most of our lives, we'll say. Uh, those two, they're fantastic pickups, especially Williams, I think. Whenever I see him play, I think he's fantastic and uh, he's going he's gonna to fit in at Carlton and all midfield time. I, I've previously kind of given them a bit of a razzing... Um... Yeah, paying a million bucks for a back pocket. Having seen a bit of him and probably more than me, do you think that he can actually play more midfield time and give um, well, Cripps a, a, a bit of a chop out? Because my, my concern is that he's probably having a look at some of his pure stats. He's not, um, not a big ball winner. He's not necessarily um, that tidy by foot. Um, and whether we can actually make a, a permanent place for him in the midfield, what do you, what do you reckon? Well, you're right, but... Um... I just think he, if, if anyone, I think he's got the he's got the talent to do it. I know I know what you're saying with his statistics wise, he's kicking, but um, I think he's there. Where's Carlton going? Where's Where's Carlton going to kick the goals though? Because uh, Harry Mackay, you know, he's a bit like a bit like Joe Danaher, or uh, I, I think he can be a gun, but I think he's just nah. he's injured at the moment. He yeah. and Casbolt are injured, and Kerno's injured, and De Koning. Kerno injured. injured? So, Kerno's, I think I, I spoke about seeing him at the Mexican restaurant there a while ago and he didn't look like he was in any hurry to play footy again. So they're forward line, forward line for the first game. I think it's got to be Mitch McGovern and fucking Paddy Dow. So. Kerno's, Kerno's bought a one-way ticket to Ibiza about uh, nine think, months ago when COVID started. I think started. on the official the AFL, AFL website for the injuries, uh, it's just got a question mark next to his name. Yeah. It says Charlie Kerno, big question mark. and No explanation, anything. So oh, we don't God. know. And also, Zach Williams is also suspended for round one. So, yeah, I, I reckon um, with the uh, Carlton bigs, particularly Carlton forwards being underdone or unavailable, um, I, I actually think Richmond have a pretty convincing win tomorrow. So, if you're a gambling man, I'd be getting on um, probably on, on Richmond, probably you know, plus four or five goals, I reckon. Um, Dave, any more before we slide into the belows? Because I've got a couple of people I, I want to um, I want to barrel. Maybe we could each um, just just pick a player or, or a, a kid that we reckon is going to launch. Because I, you know, I've um, I've got a couple in in mind. Um, before so. I, yeah, so my above average is 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 a bloke. He, he was the number one draft pick, and hasn't played a game. Probably won't look like playing a game for the start of the year. And just says, "Listen, listen, uh, listen, Bevo, got this new girlfriend. Uh, I'm really, I'm really into her. So, do you mind if I just take maybe a weekend off, go to the Gold Coast with my new girlfriend, a week out before the season? Is that all right? Well, I'm done. We'll watch right. people take some photos, and uh, we'll get on social media." <laughs> He's got this new girlfriend, Mia Favola. And, so brave, uh, so brave, so brave. Oh, unbelievable, so brave. He's and, just uh, recovered from her breakup with Daniel Rioli, so brave. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gets out there and um, he just takes a weekend up, up to the Goldie with, with a new girlfriend. How does that happen? Wow. How does someone I, do oh, that? 
They're saying that we won't see a lot of those um, first-year kids play because they missed so much footy last year. So be interesting to see at what point they actually um, – he's game ready. I've heard a couple of interviews with the doggies and, you know, when asked about him, they're like, yeah, no, he's a prodigious talent, but he's um, got a bit of work to do. So, um, Oh, yeah, Keith um, Ford. Key forward, eighteen-year-olds. You're generally not going to get shitload out of him, are you? In one year, but I, I did hear that um, the the rumor around the footy club at Bulldogs is that he's not going to get a game, um, a senior game, until he shows a slight definition in his biceps. Um, oh. So he's a fair way off, I reckon. Uh, yeah. He's a skinny lad. I'm, I'm. If we're talking about he's, definition he's, of he, he, he can join Sean Anderson and Paul Hudson in uh, trying trying to get some definition in their in the bicep area. I wish him a little bit more luck than that. Um, I'm thinking of first year player of number one picks, massive pipes. I went all in on them last year, and I'm going all in on them again this year. The fucking Gold Coast Suns and my boy, Matty Rowell, didn't get a lot of airtime over the summer, but I haven't forgotten about you. I am fucking riding the Suns all year. And Matty Rowell, um, I th- I'm with Gary Lyon. He could be the first bloke to win the Rising Star and the Brownline in the same year. Um, in Rowell, we trust, boys. Of course, he didn't get much coverage, mate. He was standing in the shade. No one could find him. He was inside or in the shade only. <laughs> it was... He was covering up. He was being sun smart. Matty Rowell is still in line to be a rising star and win that award this year. And um, in, the, in the Herald Suns magazine, they've, they've, they've got the masterminds out to make some predictions. One guy, Michael Warner, picked a fellow called Will Phillips to win the rising star. Everyone else has chosen Matt Rowell, including a few of them have chosen him in the Brownlow. So who's Will Phillips? He's he played for North. I reckon he's the high draft pick for North, and they they really really like him. But North are just going to be fucking diabolical. So, um, well, he'll get a game or two, won't he? Yeah, I'm really concerned about North and how bad they're going to be, along with a couple of other sides, which is probably a nice little segue into our below um, average side. We are very much glass half empty on this podcast, so um, I've got a couple that I'm really fucking looking forward to tipping into. And my first is Melbourne. If I hear one more person tell me that they're going to push into the eight this year, I'll fucking spew up. Um, Their list is no good. Their coach is no good. And um, Goodwin will be sacked by about round 15 or round 16, I reckon. And... um, it was someone with like with Ross Lyon maybe lined up as a replacement, having had a year off to tend to his garden. So Melbourne to be shit again for me. Okay, my my below. No, it's, not a very, <laughs> it's, well, it's not a very big fucking statement, mate. Like you know, it's not exactly below average to say yeah. Melbourne is shit. It's it's yeah. it's generally it is average. Right. It's just maintaining it's the status quo. My apologies. Half of the course, they're going to be more shit. <laughs> The blow average, yeah. it's it's more of a feeling, which would be uh, a guy in Brisbane and former number one draft pick um, doing his knee, Camarena. Yeah. His season's over. I think uh, especially that year, his position in that team, it, This, I, honestly, the day before that, I was, I was reading a story about him and how this could be the, the year he breaks out. And this is the year he should break out given his age and all that's up in smoke now. I'm glad you kind of said that to me because it saves me doubling up because I actually had um, I got a little just a little comment here where I put sliders um, and I reckon Brisbane are going to be sliders this year to be honest I think they've been kick, kissed on the dick with injuries for the last yeah. two years um, uh, Gardner who plays down back for them who's a really important um, structural piece for them 
and and Rayner have gone down. I don't think they've got as much depth as some of the other top four clubs. And really, with a, a Gabba Grand Final last year, I thought last year was their their year. They barely left the state. Um, they get a couple of injuries, like they do, um, and their depth's tested. I'm I'm not so sure about them. I think they probably make the eight, but they're certainly not top four for me this year. Um, I'll probably see West Coast um, taking their spot. If West Coast go back to getting 12 games at Optus and get a better run, because they had a pretty ordinary run with injuries last year, um, I see Brisbane being a big slider and Rainer's injuries are part of that. Well, Brizzy, if Brizzy lose uh, their Ruckman, um, the big uh, the big fella, uh, can't quite think of his name. Oh, the Oscar, Oscar, because that's the other one. Yeah, they got rid of um, yeah. Steph Martin, didn't they? So, so they got rid no of backup. They, yeah, they got rid of Steph. They lose him, then all of a sudden Joe Danaher or the other mm. tall lanky... Lakey bloke in the full line, left footer. Uh, it's got a hip wood. Hip would punch out in the ruck, and then they're in big trouble. So they're going real chips in on him. He's a, he's a good player, no doubt about it, but I don't know what their backup stocks. Maybe Benno, uh, the big fella, will have to make a comeback again. They might, they they might, might, rookie, rookie, yeah. they might rookie list big Benno rookie again. Him. Yeah. Oh. That, that's, a good, that's a good call. Dave, do you have a blog? Well, boys, I'm just, just on this sub rule, I don't know if we need to, we need to mention the sub rule. I don't, I don't mind it. But um, apparently, which is a bit a bit below average, um, St Kilda reached out to Justin Kaczynski this week, uh, saying he wanted to come up <laughs> as, as the sub. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a concussion consultant. Uh, a concussion consultant slash sub, because uh, he did play his, his last ever game as the sub, Justin Kaczynski. Uh, so he's an expert in that field. And um, I, I think once actually even got concussed by his own tooth, uh, toothbrush, I think. It, it, it was... <laughs> He was trying to get the uh, the molars up the back. Um, I, we don't need to say much on it, but I'm I'm not a fan. I reckon it's um I reckon it's piss poor. I think if it was about the players and their welfare, then you'd get an independent doctor to be actually doing the assessments in game, and and they would be making decisions to and and therefore the player would be protected from going back out on the ground. Um, and, and you know you maintain that whole war of attrition that you know we love about footy that. You know, you've got to be able to coach and play your way through it. I just think it's absolute fucking overkill, and I'm not, I'm not super happy with it. Yeah, they are leaving the call up to the club doctors, and obviously they're they're, they're biased, and some of them, Essendon ones perhaps, maybe not always thinking of the players' welfare. Um, what about what about yeah. boys? What about um? Sorry, the, this concussion rule <laughs> is no. if. If you're on the on the bench with concu- um and you're a sub and you don't you don't play, you that's a game. game. That's a game. game. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. the whole thing is so what fucking, the, f- the whole whole thing is so poorly thought of. Like, surely well, you, you you spend six months, you do the modelling and all that kind of stuff. It's just so AFL to knee jerk it, over scope it. Um, you know, it's just it's it's fucking stupid. Like, and it's so. <laughs> Oh no, we can't make it a PR a concussion no, one. No, we'll make it a medical one. No, there's got to be. You've got to, um, you know, the criteria is that it'd be bad enough he couldn't play the next week. Wait, fucking two rounds before they start um, using and abusing this. Well, coming in the future, your VFL team, for example, Footscray, they'll be playing up at Southport Sharks in the yeah. Eastern Conference VFL, whatever. We're playing at Hawthorne. Who's going to be that twenty-third man sitting on the bench? Is he going to be? Who's that? Someone you've never heard of. He might play 20 games this year. Yeah, yeah. that's that's horseshit. Yeah. And they get paid for it. it just... you, you, you gotta feel you gotta feel for the parents. 
Yeah, how many games do they have to go to find the state? Just follow their kids oh, no, everywhere. Dave, you've got a stroke again. Um, I reckon that's the ripper comment, Timmy, because we have gone for the they've combined the the NEFL and the VFL, so you've got the Eastern Seaboard, and um, yeah, uh, I don't know who gets picked as that twenty third bloke. So um, that's a good one there, Dado. My my, I've got another below. I've got another below. Um, Adam Trelaw. Just fucking get on with it, mate. Um, bitch again. So um, just as you, you got fucking dicked, mate. You know, suck it up. Carry on. You're still getting a million a year. Um, just go and get a kick on Friday. All right. I've had enough of the Adam Trelaw fucking hard Dunbar story. That's my beloved. I don't mind it, Whitey. Yep. I don't mind. I reckon he's, um, I reckon he's, I, I honestly reckon he's sort of playing it. So I, I honestly reckon he couldn't give a fuck, but he's just trying to frame it in his mind to build himself up for the game. Because it's round nah. one. If, if the game was if the game was round six, he would have already come out, oh, yeah, Bucks and I have chatted, we could be good, we're good. But he's building up in his mind so he comes out angry, plays angry, nah. um, and plays with intent to make a point. So all right, all right, if the oh, game was later, later in the year, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a story. No, I've, 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 I've made the mistake of watching the full 15-minute interview with him on 360 last night. I followed it pretty closely over the summer. He still fucking burns about it. I think his missus fired off a, um, um, in an interview just a couple of days ago about it. Like, he's legitimately butthurt about the whole thing, and he's just down, starting to sound like a whining little cunt now, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> he just he just play well, mate, you know? Play well, get Play well. It's um, not like he got – they didn't dump him, and now he has to play in the Collins VFL for the rest of his life. He's, got, he's gone on to another club. Yeah, he didn't get sent to fucking Hawthorne or North or Adelaide, so is it probably a better chance to play finals at the doggies than at the pies? So um, carry on, carry on. He's got a new best friend too in Josh Dunkley, so yeah, apparently they're best mates. Uh, what do you got for me, Timmy? Uh, another a below. Well, this is a future below. It hasn't happened yet, but we just heard earlier in the we heard um, what's his name? G- GWS cap uh, Leon Cameron going off at his players. Yep. Well, he's got Jesse Hogan playing for him now. <laughs> uh, no, no. He wants he wants effort. He wants effort. He wants he want... people to show effort. I hope, <laughs> I hope GWS have gone out and got Soothers as, the, as a sponsor because fairly good. He's got to get horse in the throat trying to get fucking effort out of Jesse Hogan. Yeah, well, it depends where, you, where you're going to get some effort, maybe at three o'clock in the morning, you know, under the guise of enormity, anonymity Sorry, in uh, Sydney. Who knows what he'll get up to because he didn't seem to shy away anywhere, anywhere else. Not 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 buying uh, not buying um, Jesse Hogan stocks. No, also injured actually at the moment. So I, can I can I just this probably um, I'll go back to the the uh, making their mark doc. I was a bit cynical on that, but it's actually been quite good. The couple of episodes I've watched. Um, Liam Cameron, again, a favourite whipping boy of ours on this show. I actually think he can coach. He speaks really well, and I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen from him behind the scenes. Um, the one who I think is a, a fuckwit is uh, Matty Nix. I'm talking about below average. Adelaide are going to be shit. He's a fucking moron. He just uh, dead set seems like a fucking, just an absolute moron, the way that he communicates and talks to his players. So happy to put my head up and say, hey, let's, I'm let's the, um, drink bottles. Huh? Yeah, Set drink up the drink bottles. bottles. You're right. Oh. That's how to coach. No, no, he's a fuck. He's a moron. He just, he, um, is it um, Billy Frampton or whatever? Billy Hampton and and um, Kyle Hardigan got in that fucking punch on. 
just the way that he oh. in the in the cracky. That's it. Yeah, to be honest, but um, he's he's actually a bit of a nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies like um angry vein net coach, which I just didn't realise we were doing it. Um, GWS, I think, will probably be Poos, and so will Adelaide, and um, they've got two very different coaches there, so. Good, good pick up on the Hogan two thing. That that kind of went under the yeah. under the radar a bit. I'm not sure he plays in front of Himmelberg and Finlayson and stuff. So, just keeps getting chances. That's just the third chance. Sorry, my phone and, just uh... rang. It was Mason Wood when you said that. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I was just um, I was just about to say that, boys. I heard an interview with Justin Leffley during the week, and they asked him about Mason Wood, and he tried to put a uh, a good spin on it, basically saying, "Oh, yeah, no, he's doing all right things. He's yeah, he's running contention around one." And then he wrote off about three players who he plays similar to, uh, like Josh Battle and blokes who were, <laughs> were going to yeah. make the side. Basically saying, look, he's close, but there's about six in front of him. What's he doing there, Mason Wood? He said he's the worst 100-game player in the comp. The, the entire doubt. side would probably have to get COVID um, for him to actually get a game. Um, yeah. Have you boys got any more for any more? That might about do us for tonight and for a wrap. Um, I'm pretty keen get, to get to bed because the sooner I um, wake up, it is in fact Christmas Day and that is round one. So can't wait to actually have some footy on tomorrow night, some crowds into the G. Um, it looks like I might have sourced a ticket to uh, the game on Friday night too. So it will be fucking lovely if I can yeah. get to the MCG and um, see some footy. So very excited for it. Um, have you got any more for any more? No, not really, mate. Brisbane weather. Brisbane weather below average, boys. The Vic with the Vicks. Marcus Harris threw it off 100 yesterday and I think it pissed down all day today. Uh, so there'll be another draw for the Vicks. Um, but Harris Harris in good form, which is good. Get, up, get, up, get 100, get back to form. Yeah, he, he was a bit hard done, boy, I think. Um, basically being in that Australian squad all summer and but going about three months with facing a ball in anger. So that's a good knock for yeah. him. But we'll um, we'll be back in a fortnight's time with um, plenty more sport. We're getting into the business um, end of the Premier League. The Champions League is just about down to the quarterfinals. And um, also with the NBA um, getting placed at a, close to the playoffs. With the, the shortened and condensed season there, um, there's really only about 25 games left, I think, um, 30 games left before we head into the playoffs. So plenty happening. Thanks for joining us tonight, Timmy. No, thanks a lot, mate. Thanks thanks for having me. I'll finish my beer. Outstanding. Uh, Dave, drink good beers and uh, be good to your mates. Be good to your mates. Bye, Go, boys.